everyone. This is Carrie back with Homeschool Coffee Break, and I forgot my tagline again. It's sitting up there on the um, upstairs computer for Homeschool Coffee Break. I've been sort of toying with what I would like my tagline to be, and it's something about you could enjoy a cup of coffee during your homeschool, a coffee break, when you use our ideas to gain confidence and get rid of the overwhelm. But maybe next week or in two weeks, I'll have all of that ready. Okay. We have been working on a series called Preparation for Resurrection Day. And today is our final part. It's actually not preparing. It's after because the title of this is Easter's Over, Now What? We've had all this buildup, especially most of you last week in Passion Week, Holy Week, whatever you want to call it. And it ended in victory and celebrating, honoring, glorifying Jesus Christ for what he's done on the cross, but not just the blood, and that is a lot of it, but he also gives us life because he has also conquered sin and death. So leave a comment, whether you're listening to the um, replay or whether you're listening to the live one, and just let me know um, what you did for Easter or if you celebrated Resurrection Day. That would be awesome just to find out about that and find out if you did and what y'all did. I would love to know some new ideas of things that families are doing because let's face it, we celebrated, especially the last three or four days, Jesus' victory over sin and death. I'll be honest, Good Friday, there were times I was very emotional throughout the day. I was praying about it, praising God for what he had done, and yet I was praying for prodigal family members at the same time. So I wept off and on throughout that day. I was overcome with emotion when we sang, All Hail King Jesus. Let's see, All Hail King Jesus. All Hail the Savior of the World. He is our Savior. It is just so overwhelming to me what Jesus Christ did for me, for you, for your family, my family. His love, his sacrifice, his victory that he freely offers. We're going to talk about freedom a lot today. The tomb is now empty. It is dark. It is cold, damp. There may even be fear in some of y'all thinking about that thing. But then Sunday, yesterday, there's light and there's life and there's truth. And God's miraculous life is flowing through Jesus' body. Isn't that awesome? Matthew 28, 6 says, The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen. I even taught my grandkids. When you hear, he has risen, what do you say? And they'll go, he has risen indeed. So even a six and an eight-year-old can start to learn some of these ideas that he is, and they know he is risen. He is alive. Just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. Jesus is alive today. Well, he's alive every day. But when we think about Easter Resurrection Sunday, we it is a time that we need to have victory over death and sin. And yet some of you are saying, I am still struggling with sin. And I am one of those people. Elizabeth Elliot says that if you're still struggling, you are just delayed obedience. And that is me. When I struggle, I take myself and I do things because I want to do them. I don't know about you and I don't know about your kids, but that's what I think. When you are struggling with it, it is just delayed obedience. We pretty much know what God wants us to do most of the time. 
for me, um, some of the things that I have dealt with, especially in recent months and years, are those thoughts, that thought life, those reels going off in my head, knowing I've already forgiven someone, and yet that thought comes back in my mind. The enemy places, I'm like, nope. And I catch it. I pay attention to my sins a lot better. And so hopefully I can catch it and then move forward. And in the power of the Holy Spirit, the resurrection power we're going to talk about today. That's the main thing we want to talk about. Um, and then be able to move forward. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He is not just an event, but a person. Jesus, he declares he is God. He shows he is God. You know, a lot of people say when someone dies, then they are moving from the land of the living to the dead. And I was listening, actually, I was opening up my devotional that I share in this group often from Revive Our Hearts. And I was reading um, one of the ones from this weekend that Nancy DeMoss Welcome wrote. And she talked about her, went at her brother's funeral. Her brother had died in his early 20s. And she said, oh, the person from the podium said, most people are saying that whatever his name is, has moved from the land of the living to the land of the dead. But he is truly moving from the land of dying to the land of the living. That is true. We are dying here. We That is just what happens here on the earth. But he is moving to the land of the living. So let's talk about Jesus. He is the resurrection. He rose again and the resurrection power. You have, If you have trusted Jesus as your Savior, then you have resurrection power over sin, over death. So let's talk about four or five things that you will have. And my hope is that you will take this to heart yourself and then begin to share these ideas with your kids. This is a con, the words resurrection power are not something I used at home with the kids. I use it a lot more now. Resurrection power, number one, it defeats the enemy. We have Jesus rose again. There's, there's no greater power than that. And so we have that when we trust Jesus, that is within us. Because Jesus lives within us. He's given us his Holy Spirit that gives us power over death and sin. Now, we will die here on earth, but I'm talking about spiritual death. Excuse me. Number one, defeats the enemy. Number two, resurrection power gives us true hope in difficult circumstances. You know, resurrection power is not going to change your circumstances, but it can change your perspective. Hope is not going to change your circumstances, but it can change your perspective. When I use the word hope, I am not saying wishing, like Americans say. I hope that I get a raise. I hope it doesn't rain. That's like we're just hoping, wishing. That's not the kind of hope that we're talking about when it comes to resurrection power. Biblical hope is an assurance, a confident expectation of something happening. I have confidence in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, so my hope is in Jesus. All right? And that allows me to go in a difficult situation from sorrow to joy. Just like the people back then went from Good Friday, sorrow, to joy on Sunday or Monday afterwards. That is how we can go from beauty to ashes because of the resurrection power in that we have. And that is when there's evil, like the world is today, there is a lot of evil. I'm not going to get political on you. I'm not even going to get into all the different issues that are going on right now. But there is definite evidence of Satan and the enemy working. There is evil in this world. But 
even so my hope is in jesus meaning i know that even that evil will bring god ultimate glory how do i know look back in the old testament look at the evil kings that god used the babylonians and the Assyrians, and even the romans coming up with crucifixion they were evil leaders and god used them habakkuk is god why are you letting this happen and he is the why 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 and like this is not right and god says you know what i am raising up the babylonians i am raising up the assyrians and yes they are going to um torment you and control the israelites but i am doing it for my good and in the end israel will come back to me and in the end of habakkuk the book in the bible habakkuk is praising god that is when our hope is in god we can be honest with him but know the end and we know the end of the story that god wins the battle what does it mean to you that jesus rose from the dead leave something in the comment what does resurrection power mean to you i've already named two i'm going to keep going defeats the enemy hope in difficult circumstance what does resurrection power mean to you whether you're here on the live or whether you are listening to the replay or a podcast leave a comment Number three, resurrection power enables me to stand strong through the storms of life. We don't have to guess whether we're going to go through difficult times. He, Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That is a promise. We are going to have difficult times. And right now, I am still in the midst of difficult. I have had, I was thinking about this today, because I've been thinking a lot about forgiveness, which is where I'm going to land in a moment. Freedom, forgiveness, those are good things from resurrection power. But um, I have thought about, you know, over seven years, I have had some deep rejection and betrayal by things that I had never experienced in my entire life, from church leaders, from family members, from neighbors, from um, employers uh, and on and on I can't even think of all of it it doesn't matter because I've gone through the process of forgiveness but for those of you that don't know my story I am still praying and declaring to God marriage reconciliation praying for Steve's soul for our family to be reconciled and I believe resurrection power gives us that hope and it gives us the strength to stand strong in the midst of bad situations and it gives us the ability to do anything and everything that God calls us to do because we have that hope, because we have that strength from the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And we have an unlimited supply. Isn't that awesome? It really is good to know, and it helps me move beyond my circumstances, beyond simply knowing I have resurrection power to believing fully in it, to experience it. And that is what has happened in the last seven years. And I can go through verses and I can tell you the truth, but I can also tell you it isn't just a head knowledge anymore. It is a heart knowledge. It is a life knowledge. My grandkids are probably like, Gigi is crazy. We're just building Lego crosses and donkeys and all these little pieces for the Easter story on Saturday. And we're talking and they say something. I just ask a Bible question. Well, what is... What does it mean that Jesus died on the cross? Why in the world did he do that? And then we'll talk about looking for a blue piece and a green piece. And 10 minutes later, they say something else. And I just ask them a question. It is so much a part of my life that I cannot go without sharing that with others. I want to walk in God's resurrection power. One of the greatest ways that you and I can walk in resurrection power, through the resurrection power and the blood of Jesus, is forgiveness. You see, 
Walking was my word for 2021. Last year, I did not choose this word. I didn't want it. My word was forgiveness. And God brought situations in business I never expected to have to be able to forgive. And yet God continues to give me the ability to forgive. Now, what does that mean? We, our, I was at Ashley's church yesterday, and that's what the Easter sermon was about. It, I, have, it, I don't know that I, there was anything new about forgiveness, because not only have I studied it, I have worked on it, and I have done it. It is an experience within me, forgiveness to anyone, because God says, make allowances for those who offend you. Remember, I have forgiven you, so you must forgive others. But he made a really good point, and this is something I just, it had never been so clear and yesterday he said, Our, my debt, your debt to God is always greater than anyone's offenses to me or to you. Think about it. And if you don't believe that, I don't think we really have an understanding of what our sin is, what the penalty of our sin is. We owe God more than we can ever repay him. We owe him our life itself. You go to Matthew 18, you and I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but you have that servant who owes like millions and billions of dollars, and the king forgives him. That's great. And then he will not forgive someone that owes him $1,000. We're talking millions compared to 1000 This little offense here for 1000 those are the things people do to you and me. That offense for a million dollars, that is what we do to God. That is what our sin is. That is the payment we owe if we wanted to put it. And that is what God is comparing it to. And Peter, is it Peter that says, how much should I forgive? Seven times? You see, Jewish law said three times. So Peter thought, I'll say seven. And Jesus says, no. Seven times 70 or 70 times 7. Let me tell you, that is not 490. The point is we are always forgiving. And even like I have been dealing, even the day, I'm, you know when it happens the worst, is when I'm walking and praying, and the enemy starts attacking. I am talking to God, and he reminds me of an offense. And I have to go, no, I've already forgiven. I've moved him from my hook to God's hook. I am not going to deal with that anymore. God can take care of that. I have forgiven him. I've released that person from the debt. And I'm not going to do it again. And I'm not going to be thinking about it. I have better things to think about. When I can forgive, it's because I realize the great, mind-blowing sacrifice that Jesus did for me. He took the penalty for my sin, which I, I cannot even comprehend. That is his love. We can't comprehend it. We can't comprehend the sacrifice. Because we really can't, as much as we want, we can think about that sin debt that we owe him. But it's really hard to realize how great and big that is. And so I would really encourage you this week to spend some time talking about God's resurrection power. He is raised from the dead yesterday. How can we play that out moving forward? Easter is over, but we want to continue to live in resurrection power. That means that he has that a resurrection power defeats the enemy. It is by the blood of the land and the word of the testimony of God that defeats the enemy. That is his power within us. Number two, the hope he gives us is through resurrection power. And number three, that we can have the courage to stand strong in the midst of terrible situations or even mildly bad situations. And then number four, resurrection power gives us the ability to truly forgive people. 
let me just and I think of Colossians 3 I was going to actually talk about Philippians 3 but I'm not going to I really want to end there because I want to really land on forgiveness Colossians I truly believe that when people can tr forgive when you can forgive from your heart and be able to um, give it over to God and just and you release that you cancel the debt and you close the account and you don't think about it that is what real forgiveness is when you are able to do that you have freedom peace joy victory healing it is amazing and I think it is the greatest tool that God has ever given mankind is the ability to forgive now we can't do it in and of ourselves it's not it is totally impossible for you to forgive in and of yourself it is only possible through the resurrection power of Jesus Christ he died he shed our blood paid that payment redeemed us and he conquered sin and death and he is living now and he gives us resurrection power through that blood of Jesus Christ it is something I pray pretty much every day that our family I call out the name of Jesus the power of Jesus over our family and I name each person and I say, please cover us in the blood of Jesus that gives us peace and reconciliation and many other things. And then that we will walk in the power, the resurrection power that Jesus gives us. We will walk. There's many things I talk about. Walk in forgiveness. My word for 2021, walk. My word for 2022 is forgiveness. My word for 2023 is surrender. We'll talk about that later. But truly, if we surrender to God, then we forgive it is a choice it is something that you will make a choice and when you do not forgive you walk in bitterness anger and sin and that is not resurrection power and when you walk in bitterness and anger you are not free that person is controlling you you're walking in the control of the person that's hurt you and you're not walking in peace joy freedom victory any of those things I challenge you today to walk in resurrection power and begin to walk in forgiveness of those who have offended you. And if right now you don't have anyone that's offended you, I will guarantee you someone will. Now, there is a book. I thought I would have a copy of it. I would recommend if you are dealing with forgiveness. It is How to Forgive When You Don't Feel Like It by June Hunt. There will be a link wherever you are watching this video or listening to the podcast. And so feel free to grab that. It is the number one book I recommend. The number two book is Choosing Forgiveness by Nancy DeMoss Wogelmuth. Both of them are great. Both of them go through different types of forgiveness. Forgiveness of people that have died. And you can't even hear an apology. Forgiveness of people that are living have never apologized. People who have abused you as a child. People in, that you trusted and they broke your trust. They betrayed you. All different types of forgiveness. Both of those books are going to walk through that. And they are both packed with Bible. Packed with the truth. The truth will set you free. Walk in resurrection power today. Because that's how we need to live after Easter. I am Carrie Beck with Homeschool Coffee Bright. Y'all have a great day.